Welcome to the official podcast of NASCA, the National Association of State-Controlled Substance Authorities. Here you will find conversations, lectures, and thoughts on various topics involving controlled substances. Leading experts share in an exchange of ideas on today's medications, dangerous drugs, and substance abuse. NASCA is an association of state government agencies, along with various stakeholders who oversee controlled substances. Through this association, we work together to make our country, our world, a safer place. In 2019, NASCA's Executive Committee established a special Memorial Education Award in honor of Bill Ward. Bill was a longtime state member, committee member, volunteer, webmaster, photographer, and treasured friend of so many at NASCA. In August of 2018, Bill passed away after a courageous battle with pancreatic cancer. NASCA's newly elected president, Joe Fontenot, suggested it would be nice if a few members who knew Bill could sit down with me for a few minutes to talk about Bill's contributions to NASCA. At the 2019 annual training conference in Richmond, Virginia, I sat down with three of Bill's friends. In the first segment, I sat down with Kathy Keogh, the executive director of NASCA and a longtime friend of Bill's, and John Gadea, the NASCA webmaster who also worked for Bill in Connecticut State Controlled Substance Authority. So thank you, Kathy and John, for sitting down with me today to talk about Bill. How long did you know Bill? I knew Bill since 1985. He hired me as a hospital pharmacist into uh, Connecticut State Drug Control as an agent, and I was there for almost a little more than 33 years. What was his position there? He was director. It was a lot of transitions going on at that time. Hospitals were starting to get inspected. Computers were coming on board. He, we were denied emails, access to that new item that was called emails. And uh, Bill went out of his way to get all the agents their own email sites and, and actually went on his own and, and got the, uh, the division its own website at the time, which was uh, very novel and, uh, and moving forward. So I, I worked with Bill for quite a while. Was that regulatory, or was you law enforcement as well? Or but it's it's kind of a unique situation. It's all the investigators were all pharmacists, including Bill, and so we viewed ourselves as investigators. Although we had arrest powers, we kind of kept those for special occasions. And the interesting part was having come on board and thinking it was strictly a black and white situation. Under Bill, we quickly, uh, you know, he quickly taught me. It's much more complicated than that. A lot of the people we did were addicted. They didn't sell it. They didn't do anything other than they were hooked on it. And so it was, they were still responsible for what they did, but it was a disease and it needed to be treated with some compassion wherever possible. And that started going a long way. We also both, but he taught me, we're not in a silo. And, you know, we need to partner with those people that we regulate. And so, you know, I'm proud to have carried that tradition and, and action forward uh, while I was director. And it makes a, a, the world a difference to be able to sit down with people that could turn adversarial, but doesn't. It turns into a partnership, and, and that's really important. He mentored me and others in, in that philosophy that uh, continues to this day. Sounds like he was... Uh sort of a pioneer in Connecticut in the way things were going and getting things started. Well, he was, absolutely. And the important part was that you could maintain a status quo or you could go out and kind of go into this vacuum 
that was there and try and basically do the right thing within statutory and regulatory guidelines, but still trying to do the right thing. And in the end, that becomes leadership, you know, a good, good sign of it. Now, Kathy, you, you knew him a long time too, right? Did. I met Bill when I first started working for the Department of Public Health in Massachusetts um, in the drug control program um, and was initially hired to set up the prescription monitoring program, ironically enough. And my boss at the time had suggested that I reach out to Bill as sort of a you know, counterpart New England state person to, you know, get to know him and reach out to him. And he really made me realize how little I knew, <laughs> but sort of took me under his wings and made, was very encouraging and nurturing and, you know, said, anytime you have any questions, you know, feel free to give me a call. If I don't know the answer, I'll make sure that somebody else does. And it was a good sounding board too. And I feel like he helped me grow um, professionally over my career just by that early gesture. And then as, in addition, we became friends at, with NASCA he would attend, I would attend, and we would, you know, like talk about, you know, some of the things that we learned at the conference. And as time went on, he became more heavily involved uh, in, in leadership roles at NASCA. And, you know, certainly I feel took us to a, a higher level. We did not have a website, so he took that upon himself. He was always thinking about new and improved ways that we could or should be doing things differently to make our organization more professionally and continue to grow and improve. And certainly, um, I think he's done that with a, a lot of organizations that he's been involved with, too. And certainly, professionally, uh, personally, he was you know, always um, just a great friend and uh, had many many times on the phone with him personally, as well as in the dead of night where I was having a computer problem uh, with NASCA, and he would, without hesitation, take control over the computer, which always did freak me out. But there's a way remotely, and he'd say, I'd say, I don't know why this is happening. And he'd say, oh, yeah, you hit the wrong button, and, and magically it would appear, and he would fix it remotely being in another state. So he just is a, sort of an unsung hero where a lot of people that attend or involved in NASCA may not really know the early years in particular. It sounds like he was pretty talented, and of course, with computers. And, and we talked about this at the executive meeting. Yeah. Mentioned how remarkable it was that he was able to accomplish what he did with our website. Well, if you look at technology where it was when he first developed the website, and he had no formal training in IT at all, or websites, and he took it upon himself to uh, obtain the software, integrate the software, create a website, which is operational to this day. Having done that, you know, however many years ago it was, it is amazing. When he became ill, he identified that that website needed to be maintained at all cost at the operational level. And so he asked me and NASCA agreed that I would take care of it for him and, and obviously take care of it for the organization. But it was a, a big weight that he carried that it would not go forward and so luckily we lived relatively close 
a half hour away, so I would scoot up to Bill, and when I said, did you want me to bring anything, I was thinking software, and he would say, how about a half a dozen glazed donuts? And he'd say, you want one? And by the time I decided whether I did or I didn't, there was only one left. <laughs> so uh, he enjoyed his sweets, and uh, uh, we had a, at least some, some good uh, time towards the end. Now, I mentioned uh, earlier about the scholarship, and that's really, I think, an important thing, you know, to give back, and it sounds like that's the kind of guy it was. So it's a nice thing. Can you just talk about the scholarship a little bit? So actually, I have to give credit. I think it had popped in my head in some way, but because I have been friends with Bill for a long time, I, it ne- I, I never brought it up, but in in typical Bill mode, he plan he didn't want a traditional wake or funeral but rather a celebration of life which actually was just lovely it it really was and I happened to be sitting next to um, a longtime NASCA member Jim Giulio from the state of New York at the same table and I feel it was kismet if you will and it was really great to connect with him in it was sad, but it wasn't like horribly sad. It was sort of a celebration. And and Jim said, there was a number of speeches, and Jim had said, you know, geez, it would be really nice to do something in, in honor of, of Bill that's more of a legacy to reward people and recognize people who were sort of up-and-coming leaders in the field of controlled substances issues, which certainly is a a relatively small organization. And that sort of set the wheels in motion to have the executive committee think that that was a really good idea to establish something that's sort of there for hopefully for perpetuity. How does the scholarship work? Does the executive committee decide, or is it a... So, yes. So, um, each year, and I'm I'm assuming that it will be envisioned when we do it next year, is that there is a separate and distinct award, and that somebody who is a more senior supervisor will nominate someone that um, reports to them and sort of talk about why they feel that this person is deserving that they've gone you know above and beyond to elevate controlled substances issues in their state and hopefully nationally it doesn't have to necessarily be nationally but um, certainly that's um, one thing that can be taken into consideration so I envision that that will sort of that process will happen and then the executive committee takes those applications and reviews them and decides and determines you know which is really the most worthy candidate well thank you thank you both for sitting down and talking about bill i think it's a nice thing for our members and those that know him but also those that are just coming on and and new to it to understand his contribution to not just nasca but really to us today connecticut and just to the controlled substance authorities, I think, probably around the, around the country. So Thank thanks. You. Thanks. Before we continue our discussion, I want to take a quick break to inform our listeners about NASCA. The National Association of State-Controlled Substance Authorities is a nonprofit that consists of regular members and associate members. Regular members are from various state governmental agencies who have some authority over controlled substances. Agencies like state-controlled substance authorities, board of pharmacies, health departments, state attorneys general, 
or PDMP administrators. Associate members are individuals and businesses like pharmaceutical manufacturers, distributors, retail pharmacies, tech and data companies, and others. Their sponsorship provides funding that keeps NASCA operating and allows us to provide educational opportunities like webinars, podcasts, and the annual training conference. NASCA has an executive committee that leads the association. The executive committee is elected by the regular membership and only regular members are eligible to serve on the executive committee. In addition to the executive committee, we also have other committees where both regular and associate members work together. You can learn more about NASCA, its committees and educational opportunities by visiting our website at nasca.org. If you would like to know how to join NASCA or become a sponsor, please visit our website, nascsa.org. That's nascsa.org. For our last segment, I sat down with another of Bill's friends, Dana Droz. Dana currently works for the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy and is the PMP Interconnect Liaison. She also was an executive member of NASCA for several years. Thank you for being here, Dana. I appreciate you sitting down with me. Thank you. Appreciate the invitation. So how long did you know, or how long have you known Bill Ward? I met Bill when I first started going to NASCA meetings back in 1998-99. Bill was an active member of NASCA at that time, and when I got on the board, the executive committee of NASCA, I got to know him better and we developed a professional relationship because his job with Connecticut was very similar to what I was doing in my work with Kentucky state government at the time. So we had a number of opportunities to compare notes about professional and things that were going on uh, with controlled substances uh, in our jobs at the time. I always found that Bill gave me good advice. He had a lot more experience in that arena than I did. I valued his opinion, and Bill had a great sense of humor. He was, uh, but he was always very forthright with his uh, advice and his comments. And so I, I really enjoyed my the time that I knew Bill. He was a, a great resource to me in that position. And then our friendship continued as we both worked on the executive committee at NASCA. And I, I really came to appreciate his, he had a free spirit, but yet he, he knew when to be serious. And Bill enjoyed life, and he was just a delightful person to be around. Well, not to put you on the spot, but if you had one word to describe Bill, what would it be? Oh, gosh, there's so many words. Bill was cheerful. He was a delight to be around, just to be around and listen to what he had to say. He had a quote that said one of Bill's famous quotes, that we put this on the NASCA website, is we can't cover the issue of all the work that will be waiting for us upon our return to the office, but we can bring you into an environment that shows you that you are not alone and we can help each other. Wow. That, that's such a great embodiment of what NASCA means to me, and I'm sure it meant to Bill, is you come and be with colleagues who face the same issues and realize that you were, you were not alone. And when you had a question, you had a myriad of, pro, of people that you could contact, with, along with phone numbers and emails, 
and get some help with whatever you were facing. And Bill would be the first person to be ready to help anyone. Well, thank you very much for sitting down with me and sharing uh, thoughts about Bill. I appreciate that, and I'm sure our members do too. Bill was a, Bill was a great individual. Thank you for joining us on this special tribute to Bill Ward. I'm your host, Alan McGill. On behalf of the Executive Board of NASCA and our Education Committee, I want to thank all of our guests for sharing their memories and thoughts on Bill. I also want to thank our platinum, gold, and silver sponsors. Without them, we could not provide the educational opportunities such as this podcast. You can find all of our episodes for free at Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The music for this podcast provided by Joseph McDade. If you like Joe's music, please visit josephmcdade.com and you can support Joe on Patreon. NASCA also invites you to join us at our annual training conference where we educate through networking, exchange of ideas, and experiencing some of the best speakers on current topics and trends involving controlled substances. To learn more about NASCA, our conferences and educational programs, visit our website, nasca.org. I hope you learned something and move forward. Please join us again on our next podcast.